Hey everyone, welcome to the Just Michelle Talking Podcast. For obvious reasons, I'm Michelle and I'm just going to be talking today because I can't think of anything else to do really other than talk when it comes to a podcast. And today for the first ever episode, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about my background because some of you will have heard of me and know who I am and others of you won't. So I thought I'd share a little bit about who I am and how I ended up actually hosting this podcast. Hosting sounds like I'm having a whole bunch of people over for dinner while I'm talking. That's actually not the case. It's literally just me in my home office. But, you know, let's call it hosting because it sounds fancy. So the background of my life is, is kind of an interesting one, or interesting to me at least. And I wanted to give you a little bit of insight as to what led me to this podcast. So I am uh, American, but I live in Australia. And I'm in my mid-40s. And I'm a mum to three amazing kids who are uh, 19 years old. They're all 19, not just one of them. They're all 19. So they're a, a set of gorgeous triplets who I adore. And invariably, you will probably hear me talk about them because, well, they're just like the coolest kids that ever lived, really. And I adore them. I'm also pretty liberal, fairly democratic, fairly feminist, and pretty much, and I like to curse a lot, although I might try not to do that in this podcast just in case. And my background is that, um, well, most recently I run a business called The Business of Baking, and I think some of you listening will have heard of me there. And that business I've run for the past several years, and I've taught lots of people, but mainly women all over the world, how to start, run, and then grow a sweet food baking business. So I've spent many years talking to the cupcake makers, the cake pop makers, the cookie bakers, all those guys teaching them how to run a small business. But I've always believed that business is more about the person than it is about the product. I mean, you know, why do some companies sell X product and succeed and other companies sell X product and fail? I think it really does usually come down to the people. And over the course of The Business of Baking, I have taught webinars. I also have a podcast called The Business of Baking if you want to check that one out. Uh, it's a blog, and I spent many, many years traveling the globe teaching people in real life. In real life? In person. <laughs> or I guess that is real life. Mind you, at the moment, it doesn't feel like we're living real lives, really. I don't know about you guys, but walking around the local area, seeing everybody in masks feels like some sort of weird dystopian like novel. I don't know. Anyway. I'm also really good at sidebarring myself into other random topics. So if I get off track, uh, thanks for staying with me. So in teaching the business of baking, while I would often teach lessons about marketing or about pricing or about the nitty gritty parts of business, I would also teach a lot about the life side of your business, right? Because there's a real person, especially in small business, there's a real person behind that with hopes and dreams and fears and aspirations. And I tended to make most of my teaching, while on the surface, it seemed like it was about marketing or pricing or something. In reality, it was all about who we are as people. You know, what's our purpose in that business? How do we feel about that business? You know, what do we do when a troll comes along and really hurts our feelings? I don't think you can ignore that there's a person behind it. And over the course of the years of running the business of baking, people have told me many, many, many times that they think that I missed my calling in life and that what I really should be is a life coach. And I can't say that I'm all that interested in opening a life coaching business. Um, just never really appealed to me, rather, because I think rather than help one person at a time, although there's a lot of honor in that, I think I'd rather help lots. And so a couple of years ago, I started writing a book. 
uh, as yet unfinished, as yet untitled book, which had kind of a whole lot of the stories or life lessons that I've picked up or learned or that I lived my life by over the past several years. And I started sharing bits of that with people and people really liked it. And, um, you know, and by people, I don't mean like my mom. I mean like actual humans I'm not related to, although my mom would probably think it's great having never read it really. Um, and so I, you know, I just started talking about the things that were important to me or the people that I'd come across the stories that I thought were important to share. And I learned that I really love talking about that stuff. And while I do still enjoy talking about the business of baking, and that's an area I feel passionate about, particularly helping women get to where they want to be, be that in life or in business. I really learned that it was this, you know, quote unquote life stuff that really set my world on fire. And that's what I want to talk about. So as the business of baking went along and I discovered this about myself, people would listen to the other podcast and tell me, I love listening to you talk. I actually had one lady tell me I could like read a supermarket list and she'd be happy to hear it, (laughs) which I'm going to take that as a compliment. Not that she wasn't listening to my quality topics, but that she just liked to hear what I had to say. So I decided to turn that into a podcast. And so this is my new project, Just Michelle Talking. I can't say for sure what we're going to end up with, whether this is going to crash and burn after a couple of seasons, whether it's going to turn into something bigger. I don't really know. I know only that I want to share with the world. I love to talk. I love being heard and I love to listen. And so I want to do all those things with this podcast share a bit about my life, hear a little bit of you about yours, maybe tell you some crazy stories about various people I've run into, maybe tell you a little bit about what's happened in the world, you know? We're just going to take it one episode at a time and see how we go. I think I might also spend some time reading you some of the chapters I've already written in this book, which... um Gosh, that book, like I start it, I write like crazy. I tell everybody in the world I'm writing, like, guess what? I'm writing a new book. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then I thought, for like months. And then I get this like fire, you know, under my feet and I'm like, woo, writing a book. And I start writing a book again and I go crazy for a couple of months. And, you know, I like wake up really early in the morning and write 300 words before breakfast. I'm not a morning person and and I am hugely competitive. So the idea that I force myself to get up really early in the morning and then have this like 300 word thing and me being me, I'm like, I can totally smash that. And I just end up, writing horrible long run-on sentences in order to get past the 300 words. And then I'm like, oh, I made it to 350. Can I make it to 400? And I end up just writing, honestly, crap. (laughs) And then I'm grumpy because I woke up early in the morning. I'm not a morning person, let me tell you. So that kind of wasn't working for me. So I think instead of writing a book, at the moment, we're going to turn this into a podcast. This is the podcast book. This is the book podcast. I don't know whichever way you want to think about it. And that's probably the littlest bit about me you need to know. I think that more will be um, revealed or exposed. Oh, that sounds so like, I don't know, People Magazine. Um, more will come to light, I'm sure, as we, as we continue this conversation. I have loved being an entrepreneur for the last, oh God, I think nearly 15 years of my life, really, because prior to writing The Business of Baking uh, and doing all the work with that, I actually owned a custom cake business. And I've kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit, not as a kid, but certainly as an adult. I was not the kid with the lemonade stand. Like legit, I was the kid who had a lemonade stand and then drank all the lemonade herself because it was tasty. Um, I will say that in case you're curious what I look like, I'm six feet tall, 
I'm what one might describe as traditionally built, and I have super curly brown hair and, and blue eyes. There's plenty of photos on me online if you, if you feel you want to stalk me. But mostly I have a big smile and I firmly believe that chocolate is a reasonable breakfast food and cereal is a reasonable dinner food. I actually um, have two chefing degrees and I did work as a chef for quite a long time, but I think most chef food is kind of pretentious and I'm pretty happy with like, yeah, cereal for dinner. Although I can make you fancy stuff if you desperately want. Maybe we'll have an episode about cooking and baking and things I really like to make and things I really hate making. I don't know. In any case, uh, I'd like to welcome you all to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. If there's something you'd like to hear me talk about in specific, you are more than welcome to uh, drop me a line or let me know or, yeah, just kind of get in touch. For the moment, you can get in touch with me through the business of baking, but we're going to change all that. I think we'll create a blog for this podcast so there's somewhere easy for you to find it. We're going to do all that stuff. But for the moment, we're just having a conversation. No intro, no outro, no fancy music. It's just me, you, and the microphone. I thought I'd also tell you guys a little bit about my intentions for this podcast, which is, yeah, I don't know what those are, so can't tell you. My intention is just to have a good time, build that community I talked about, and see what happens from there. I should say that I politically lean to the left. I'm super, super liberal about most things. I believe in kindness. I believe in forgiveness. I believe in gratitude. And for a very long time, I was kind of, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of, I would poo-poo anything that was (laughs) woo-woo. How's that for an expression? Poo-poo, anything that's woo-woo. And I didn't really believe in anything spiritual. I didn't believe in, you know, the secret or the universe or any of that stuff. But the older I've gotten, the more I've gotten to learn about those things. I actually made a friend who is super into that kind of stuff. And I spent the first like six months of our friendship being like, oh, you and you're just like bullshit, rubbish, woo-woo, crapola. What is that? Yeah, the universe will provide, you know? Um, But he kind of didn't give up on me and sort of slowly, slowly, slowly taught me a lot about it. And these days... I would actually say that a lot of that stuff resonates with me. I'm still a hugely practical person. To-do lists are basically my religion. And I love, you know, tech and, and, and science and, and very concrete things. But I like to leave a lot of space in my life for things like spirituality, for things like, you know, religion, if that's, if that's your thing, for things like, you know, not having an easily explainable solution to something or not understanding why things happen or, you know, accepting that maybe there's a bigger force at work here. So I'm like at the intersection somewhere between science and woo-woo and I lean more towards one or the other kind of depending on what is, is happening in my life, really. I... Really hope that you get something out of this. I often think that even if you only get one thing out of something, then that's good. And truly, that how much in life is that true? Like, you know those boxes of chocolates that you get that are like those old-fashioned like bonbons and you bite into it and you're like, oh, this one's orange, it's gross, and you like spit it out. And you're like, oh, walnut cream, nasty. Also, is, do people still buy those boxes? <laughs> okay, in any case... I kind of think even if out of that entire box you only get one really good thing, then you know, it was probably worth biting into the tin before it because at least you get something really enjoyable. I remember when the children were small, people used to give us, um, like you know, babies and toddlers, people used to give us secondhand kids' clothes all the time, which was incredibly helpful for a young family at the time. And I'm also um, fairly greeny, and so I, I really believe in recycling and making use of things later on if you can. 
And I remember we used to get like random people used to drop off like bags of clothes at our doorstep. And I remember like hunting through all these bags and like sometimes I'd only find like one pair of pants or one little onesie or, you know, a couple pairs of socks or something out of this whole bag that could fit one of the kids and was suitable. And I always thought it was still worth it because there's something that I'm not wasting in landfill, you know, it's not being chucked out. It's something that's going to get a new lease of life. And this stuff can now be passed on to somebody else who's going to use it or need it and who, for whom it might be more suitable. So I guess I'm one of those people who really believes that you just never know what you might find. You know, sometimes it's worth hunting for that good chocolate or that good pair of socks because you never know what you might find that might be useful. And at the risk of sounding too, uh, too much like, oh my God, what's that Tom Hanks character's name? Forrest Gump. Too much like sounding like Forrest Gump. It's not that, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's more that you might get something good. So why not go hunting, you know? I'm eminently, eminently curious. I'm also a super major book nerd and word nerd. I think words are sort of my, my passion in life. I, I was one of, I was that kid who like read the back of the cereal box, cereal, which I was having for dinner. Um, and I would read it and I would just, I don't know, I just read everything. I like read the back of shampoo bottles and stuff. God, I'm sounding super nerdy, but it's totally true. And I think there's always so much to learn when, when you're a reader. And even if these days all you're reading is Instagram captions, I think there's still a lot to learn in the world. And I love it. So I do that a lot. But you will often hear me say, oh my God, I read this amazing quote. I don't know who it came from, but I read this amazing quote <laughs> because often the quote sticks in my head. But who wrote it doesn't stick in my head and where I saw it doesn't stick in my head. Also, names don't stick in my head. So I can meet you a thousand times and still literally have no idea who you are. Like, I think I'm still working out my children's names, to be honest. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing, by the way. Like, I've, I've taught all these classes and I meet people and I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, my God, you look so familiar. And they're like, yeah, because I've done six of your classes before. Oh, oops. Okay. Yeah. No idea your name. Bad at names good at remembering random stuff like quotes, bad at remembering names. So you'll hear me say quite often in this podcast, oh my God, I just read this amazing thing. Oh my God, I saw this totally cool quote. This really spoke to me, that person, this, whatever. But I can't always promise what the source is. If I've got the source, I'll tell you. If I don't, then I can't. Or maybe you'll help me find it. So as my final note today, I thought I would actually share um, a really... Uh, a quote that like absolutely got me between the eyes, I have to say. So about, um, gosh, I want to say like a yeah, more than a year ago, uh, a little bit over a year ago, I ran into a really, really tough, I ran into, I didn't run into, I had, that sounds like I was walking down the street and it smacked me in the face. It wasn't quite like that. Side note, in Australia, people use the expression, I fell pregnant. Well, what, what? Were you like walking down the road and like just landed in a manhole and suddenly were with child? I don't, I don't get that whole fell pregnant expression. Like, what do you mean you fell pregnant? You got like, yeah, you didn't fall. It wasn't an accident. Okay. Anyway, side note. See, I told you I'm, I'm great at interrupting myself here. Okay. So uh, a bit over a year ago now, I had a life experience, which, which I don't care to repeat, which is that I fell into, uh, there you go. There I am falling again. Uh, I fell into a major, um, I don't know if I would call it a depressive episode because it's not right. Crisis of faith, maybe. I just had a, a rough patch. I don't currently suffer from any mental illnesses that I know of, but I know how prevalent they are. And I'm just not sure that I could describe it that way. But I 
was in a situation where, was it last year? Year before last. I just felt pretty awful. There were days where I would just sleep all day and I, I would just struggle to get anything done with the business. There were days where I remember I would get out of bed just because I knew the kids were coming home and for no other reason. There were other days where I was, you know, manically, you know, getting a million things done and feeling on top of the world. I was just honestly a little bit of a wreck. And there was a lot of reasons for that dark period in my life. I was going through a divorce. My kids were growing up, which when you have triplets, let me tell you, shit is intense. That stuff happens a lot. So I went through a really rough time. Um, you know, professionally, I was struggling with the business. I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grow up. To be honest, still not sure what I want to be when I grow up, really. And it was just a really, really rough patch. But I was so fortunate in that I was surrounded by friends and family and finances. And I had lots and lots and lots of um, support. And while I did not at the time identify it as having anything wrong, at the time I was having a hard time and I knew it, but I did not understand the depth of that hard time. I was like, yeah, just having a rough couple of days, whatever. And because I'm inherently fairly optimistic and fairly positive, to me, that's really at the time what it felt like, like, oh, I'm just having a rough couple of days. Oh, I'm just a bit tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Like I was able to kind of justify or explain away how hard things were. And I, I since discovered, by the way, that it was not entirely uh, mental. I then discovered that I had a severe iron deficiency so bad that the doctor called me and was like, uh, yeah, you need an iron infusion today. And I'm like, why? What's the big deal? And she said, oh, it's come back so low as to not be detectable. I'm like, oh, okay, that's bad. And it turns out that iron actually, or a low iron can cause depression and uh, sadness and stuff. And I had low vitamin D, same thing. So there were some physical reasons why I was feeling so crappy, but there was certainly plenty of personal and emotional reasons. So at the time, um, it didn't feel as bad as I'm describing it now because at the time it was like, oh, I'm just having a bit of a rough time. Oh, things are a bit tough. Oh, you know, whatever. I, I kind of justified a lot of it away, which maybe that's inherently female thing. I don't really know. But I also, like I said, was surrounded by family and friends and I, I had the finances to be able to afford to go to the doctor and afford to go to therapists. And I remember realizing that maybe things were really bad because I went to a therapist and I was telling her like, oh my God, I'm just so tired. I just like sleep all the time. In retrospect, in part, that was the iron for sure. But I remember the therapist saying to me, are you sleeping because you're tired? Or are you sleeping because you're depressed? Is that depression sleep or is that like exhaustion, like physical exhaustion sleep? And when I realized like, oh, there's more than one, I thought sleep was sleep. And when I realized that and I became aware of that, it, it totally changed how I was thinking about my days. And it really brought awareness to the fact that perhaps things were not just a rough couple of days. Perhaps it was a really bad situation, you know? And I'm, I'm happy to report that I eventually got out of that situation with, with lots of just time and sunshine and exercise and help and a couple of iron infusions. <laughs> I think I've had like four now. Uh, and, and now I'm back to being, being myself again. But it took a really long time for me to crawl out of that hole that I fell in. Here we go with the falling again. Um, and really feel like life was just felt like Michelle again, really. So this brings me back to the quote I wanted to share with you. 
which is that I follow a woman on Instagram uh, named Lise. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled L-I-S-E. And she is a calligrapher and professional litter, litterer. Is that how you say that? Let's say calligrapher, uh, who does some absolutely beautiful work. And the name of her company is called Ink and Lise. Ink as in ink on paper and her name, L-I-S-E. And she writes beautifully and she shares so much of her art and her skill but she balances that beautifully with sharing a little bit of her life and uh you know her family and her pet and she talks about mental health quite a lot and she talks a lot about her own experiences or whatever and she recently spoke about how a couple of years ago she had a case of essentially she i think she referred to it as burnout and she talks about how um, that was just a very dark, dark period for her. And look, maybe that's what I was going through is burnout. I can't, I can't really say for sure. And she talked about it and people were asking her questions, you know, how did you get out of it and, and what was it like and whatever. And she used this expression where she said, I was very fortunate in that I fell hard, but I landed softly. And I thought to myself, that actually describes my situation that time so beautifully. I did fall hard. I went from being this person who was flying five months out of the year to cities all over the world to teach. I was making all this money. I was leading this crazy, amazing entrepreneurial life where I could work a couple of hours a day and still, you know, make money and feel fulfilled. And I was hiring people to work for me and I was living this incredibly beautiful life and raising these incredible children. And then suddenly I wasn't for, for various reasons. And I fell hard. I really fell hard. But much like she describes, I then landed softly in that I had the privilege of people around me who could look after me, of, of mental health professionals, of doctors of iron infusions, you know, like a lot of chocolate and cereal, let's be honest. Um, and I really, I love that expression. I fell hard, but I landed softly. What a nice idea. And what a nice way to remain grateful for what you do have when you do fall hard. And I think that, I, well, I hope that that's true for a lot of people who are running businesses and struggling now. I hope that they do have the support and the scaffolding in place so that even if they, they or their business fall hard, they land softly. In fact, I wish that for most people. I wish that all of us, when, when we fall hard, land softly. You know, Maybe we fall from a great height, but we land in a big pile of pillows. I don't know. It's just a lovely thought to think about. And so I love that expression and I thought I'd share it with you. Okay, that's it for me for today. We're going to move onwards and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. If you want to get in touch, please do. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad that we are going to build a community of like-minded people. I'm always happy to hear what you want to say. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane as well as you can. Let's look after each other, hey? <laughs>